that we could slowly move single file between them, holding onto the rope. Then we would stand still while our guides pulled up the back stake, took it to the front, and secured that one. And then we would repeat the procedure. This was an extremely slow process, but it was the only way to get back in relative safety. We would be standing motionless, balancing on a sideways angle, sometimes for 10 to 15 minutes at a stretch. What made things worse was the isolation in which each member of our team found themselves. Though we were roped together, we were about 10 feet apart, facing the same direction, standing apart, and hearing the brush of the wind in our ears, we had no way to communicate. The only break we had was when a guide would tell us to start moving again, and we'd shuffle a few more feet toward the boat. At first, the whole sequence of events was an adventure for me, a sort of danger-adrenaline rush. I thought, what a killer story to tell back home. However, after some time had passed and my legs began to tire, my mind shifted from adventure to something much more like fear. I began to wonder how many members of my team to whom I was tethered might have bad knees that would give way, or which ones might become exhausted and, and fall down, who might suffer from a panic attack and fall, who might even have a heart attack. I wondered, were they to start slipping and sliding down the hill, how many of them would it take to pull the rest of us into the ocean? I found myself thinking, I might be in serious trouble. I started inventorying my life. Did my wife and sons know I loved them? Would they be okay? Was I caught up in my relationships with my friends? Had I accomplished whatever mission I was supposed to? How long would I survive in a 33-degree ocean? Would this hurt a lot? Would God save me from this? Was I ready to meet him? I confess, I didn't think a great deal about my teammates' welfare, at least not as much as I wish I had. At that point, it was pretty much all about me. Not having been through a lot of near-death experiences, I had no protocol or procedure in my mind to tell me how to do this correctly. At any rate, it was during these hours that I experienced God in a different way, not the worshipful experience I had had earlier. I was in a bad state. I needed to know He was there when there was absolutely nothing I could do to change the situation around me. I needed to know what He was doing for me right then. I didn't know what was going on around me, and I needed to know that I was going to be okay. It was the, where are you? I need help kind of prayer. And though it's hard to describe, he answered. While I was thinking about my life and, and what was going to happen to me, in a few minutes I began to feel peace inside. I, I calmed down. My fear began to resolve. I experienced a sense that things would be okay. It wasn't that I was getting some sort of assurance that I would survive the day. Actually, I had no sense one way or another of the outcome. It was simply that He was with me, and I was going to be all right. Though very different than my experience a few hours before, this encounter with God was no less profound. The step-by-step -step process to get us to the dinghy crawled along for several hours. Eventually, using this method, our guides, whose competence I believed actually saved our lives, returned us to the dinghy and eventually the boat. A 15-minute trek ended up taking us three hours. And finally, safely aboard, we celebrated, and the trip resumed. But today, I still carry with me 
these two God experiences. They are unique. They remain useful to me today because they remind me of things I need to draw on in my life. I think of the first when I need to remember that he is full of power and grace, a being with whom I want to connect. And the second experience reminds me that when times are difficult and don't make sense, God is there. Hard times make us look for God. I begin this book with the Glacier narrative because it illustrates what most of us feel today during difficult times and circumstances. Whatever our situation, we feel some sense of confusion, anxiety, and helplessness. At the same time, we think about God and wonder where He is. The fact that you are reading this book indicates these two likelihoods about you. You, as well as others you care about, are struggling in some area of life. You are also concerned about what God's role is during these difficulties. We are living in hard times these days.